Sí, claro. Eso es. El, el podcast español. Misión. Misión. Remember that episode where we went through like the foreign, foreign oh, yeah, yeah. translated the lines? Yeah, that was in the that's in the AI episode that I'm currently editing. Is that actually? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. Where, where it, get, it gets it wrong. That's why we talked about oh, it. Oh, that's what it is. It's not yeah. translations. It's no. the... Did we ever do the translations one? I which is like I think where... it's the same thing, isn't it? I don't remember that. There's a separate thing, which is like how movie titles have been translated into different languages. And it's it's really weird. Anyway, mm. the, AI, the AI one is more like how Netflix... Yeah, oh, that was a glitch. Yeah, that, yeah. Is, that is a hell yes. of an episode, by like, the way. That Thumbelina um... is like a killer robot on the loop. <laughs> it's a hell of an episode editing that, i got to say. <clears throat> it's, it's pretty you big. You should get AI, AI to do it. <laughs> God, I give Lu- I make Louis one gin and tonic and he's off the chain. <laughs> I wish we'd recorded one sip and I'm. I wish we'd recorded fire. the the I'm sound. Super hot fire right the now. sound that you made when I said you want a gin and tonic. It's the same as we just made. <laughs> right, we are hearing four voices on this episode. Great, which is exciting. This is are the we first. Recording? Yeah, I've had it recording for a while. Oh, I made sure I captured all the stuff that you didn't want me to put out. Yeah. Great. Um, so. so, how is everyone doing? <laughs> as soon as we know we're recording, <laughs> yeah. everyone's quiet. Everyone's like jokes, and as soon as it recorded, everyone's like, like um, yeah, it's my job. Um, <laughs> like, let me consult to- my notes. <laughs> Yeah. You guys can keep loose because I'm not hunched over. I'm not hunched over this workstation because I don't have a tripod. Yeah, Dom is taking one for the team today, yeah. suffering for his art. Yeah, my neck is going to be killed after this. What's wrong with this thing? It, it doesn't have an adapter. Oh, shit. Yeah, I know. For, for our listeners, this isn't very helpful. No. Right, it's fine. I'm really painting a picture here of what's happening. Essentially, I'm having to crane over to, to talk ben into my Ben moves beer over to the t- side of table. And, and, and then they'll hear it. Ah. The can. When we were watching Mission Impossible, Louis tried to put subtitles on because we were watching in the I airport. Tra- I did the kind of like audio description it's thing, description. and it's like explosion happens fast. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> a man drives a car fast past an explosion. <laughs> I've got to say, I'm a big fan of subtitles. You know, same. Oh, really? I was going to say I thought that was quite controversial, but no, I, no, 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 no. We definitely. talked about it on on that on the Aaron Sorkin episode that you could yeah. watch them with subtitles. You can't is watch it? Sorkin without subtitles. It's not, it's not, not quite the. Um, it's not. It's not quite like watching Scorsese on the watch, but that's. I'm sure that's exactly what. It's exactly what JJ Abrams intended. I love the subtitles in when, a quiet place. No, when he made it, when he made Mission Impossible Three, to watch <laughs> quiet, watching, quiet. The, watching the Irishman on subtitles on your watch. Could you even read them? Oh, God. It'd be so. You'd be pissing off virtually every filmmaker on the planet by doing that. And instead of like large text. Bong Joon-ho would just be like, I'm so ashamed in you right now. Yeah, when I said watch subtitles, I didn't mean watch them on a one-inch screen. Large subtitles on one inch screen and you can't see shit what's going on. It's ridiculous. We haven't even introduced everyone. I love it. I kind of like the looseness that we're starting these... Yeah. These, this is the gin and tonic podcast. Season, they should know who's here. Do, say again? I can't actually hear you in your mic. Ah, uh, that's what she said. Oh. No, that's, is, that what, is that what she said? I think that's what I said. Yes. <laughs> that's what he said. Um, yeah. yeah, there's so four of us together since last October. What are you talking about? Benas was here last time. Yeah, well, the that's splice, true. The splicing was, but it was yeah, 15 true. minutes. Yeah, <laughs> that was great. That Just was, dropped him by. So was, smooth. I didn't even notice. I know. It was. It was. It was like seamless. You were in the room. I actually got lost editing. It was so seamless. I was like, where did we start and where did we end? <laughs> where does, where does Benas start and where does Louis end? <laughs> that, sounds, yeah. that sounds a bit weird. Wait, what? <laughs> Right. Anyway, welcome anyway. to <laughs> welcome to you never get your first. My name's Dom. I'm your host. I'm joined by Benas. Hey, hey, hey! Happy to be here. Happy to soak it in. Joined it's by been Lu- a while. Joined by Louis. Hello. Joined by Sparrow. Yes. 
<laughs> yes. Right. Yeah. There's always yeah. one. Nice. Yes. And we're done for the evening, actually. That's, uh, <laughs> well, that's, that's a wrap. Um, so, what the fuck is we were talking about some interesting stuff before I press record. Yeah, yeah man. You, you, Didn't, we, you know, hang on. We just found out what, what a great debut. Oh, yeah, we did. Uh, oh, we did. Okay, shall, shall I spill it now? Yeah, go on. Or say, I'm spilling it. Okay. Booyakasha! Drunkless must! For anyone living under a rock in the 90s, uh, that's Ali G in the house, which. Um, <laughs> Wait, is it the 90s? No, it's the early 2000s. Is it early 2000s? Ali G was in uh, like late 90s. Ali G, the TV show. The yeah, 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 yeah. So this is a guy called Mark Mylod, Milod, M-Y-L-O-D, okay. who's done loads of really big TV shows. So he's done Shameless, The Royal Family, right, yeah. uh, Succession, more okay. recently. That kind of makes... You could track that. Any other big films? He did. Yeah. <laughs> he's hardly done any films. <laughs> Nothing that I noticed. <laughs> done some Game of Thrones. He's basically, obviously, a big TV director. Yeah. Right. And, yeah. um, but really, all of that's overshadowed by the fact he did Ali G in the House. <laughs> his, first, <laughs> his first feature was, yeah, Ali G in the House. I love that. Which... That- um, I mean, we have to do. Yeah. We have to. That's next episode, surely. It's a debut, so we It's a debut, so we, we must. Have to. We Our have hands to. are tied. Yeah. 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 The lawyers will be on us if we don't. <laughs> yeah, the Vatican law of, of, of you never forget your first <laughs> of dictates. Tom, of Tom Cruise in a nun suit. <laughs> of Tom Cruise in a <laughs> <laughs> What the fuck does he say when he's on a wall there? We'll get to it. But... Yeah. We'll get to it. We'll um, get there. We'll get there. I think it's we were talking about something else before we hit record. Um... <laughs> Probably just what Some everyone's been doing. Time Out has stopped being printed. Time Out apparently this is... This is non-film news, but... Has yeah. just has just printed its last edition. What Was is it, the last edition? I, I couldn't tell you, but it's... it's does the headline say we're taking a time out? Oh! It, oh! If, it doesn't, if it doesn't, that's why it's going out of business. <laughs> <laughs> These guys have got some serious headline issues if that's not if that's not being run. But it'll still be online, or is it just stopping? Yeah, yeah, it's still online. Yeah. Still, and still, I think there's a Lisbon market, isn't there? So it should it? be called Time On. Hi me right now, people. <laughs> okay. Hi me yeah, right now. Your, your, your first stuff was great. I mean, <laughs> you never forget your first. Stuff. You never forget your first line. Um, <laughs> yeah, this this upcoming Spain trip, Sparrow. We're going to watch a certain film, aren't we? Yeah, I don't think you guys have seen it yet. This summer. Wait, are you guys going to Spain to watch a film? That's, That's the, main the reason. only reason we're going. I think they're watching reason. a film. Yeah. Fuck a map. Hang on, you watch films in this country. You don't no. go to Spain when you want to watch something. Something on a Solero ham. What? Whatever. What is going? What is going on? Okay, right. okay. can we just rewind this whole section? Solero ham. Do you mean yeah. the ice cream Solero? No, Solero ham. Solero uh, <laughs> like ham. A, like a leg of ham. Right. Oh, right. Yeah. Okay. Serrano, Serrano, is it Serrano? Serrano? Are you saying that you go? Are you saying you go to Spain for that reason? I know what you mean. Not, yeah, not yeah, yeah, watch, yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 And uh, so, so what film are you guys watching? I was going to say it's like it's like <laughs> sorry, it's like, <laughs> it's like the saying goes: when in Spain, you ought to watch a Spanish film. So we're going to watch a French film. Yeah. It's called um. <laughs> it's called, it's called, it's called Can- I've mentioned it before. Canto Uno Matu. It's a really weird name. That sounds yeah. great. It's, it's the one about the um. I mentioned it, I think, in my like yeah. top ten of, top, of yeah, the year. Yeah, like it's, um, mm. it's, oh, on it's, it's on Netflix. It's about, it's about this French screenwriter who drops out of medical school and then you kind of... Oh, is it McToo, my love? Yeah, that's, yeah, that's yeah, the one. Yeah. The, the way I got into this was the second one got absolutely slammed by Mark Commode as like the worst film of the of the year or something. Oh. And so I went... Sequel. Sorry? Yeah. No, no, the, no, there's another one. There's a sequel. The sequel, yeah. So I went and watched the first one and actually really liked it. So it was the most bizarre... You've seen the sequel? No. Right. <clears throat> well, we're going to be watching that. It's going to be quite fun. Very good. Um, I mean, it's, it's proper slow. Quite, burn. quite weird to travel 
a country for like a five out of uh, three out of five film. Yeah, I've travelled really, for a lot less. It's not even in that. It's, <laughs> yeah. it's not even very in recent. Country. On a company yeah. dime. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Anyone uh, seen the end of Peaky Blinders? I have given up on that show. Oh, uh, I just started it. I'm on season two. I mean, when I, did I, you give I up? Gave up on season, season two, mate. Like season four. Mate? Season four. Oh, right. No, come. Just no bit. fucking violence. Grace, we get the guns. <laughs> Grace. We get the money. <laughs> we get the guns. <laughs> we get the opium. <laughs> we get the opium. And then Sad. we go, we go get the guns again. <laughs> we pick yeah. the guns up. Um, we put the guns I, down I, again. I just couldn't let it... Like, I don't know. After watching like stuff like Seasons of, uh, Sons of Anarchy, which obviously was just based on Hamlet and shit, uh, this felt a lot the same if not just based not on Hamlet based on Sons of Anarchy I've not seen Sons of Anarchy I've seen Hamlet Fair. I've been Hamlet oh, oh wow this mic is dropping <laughs> Jesus <laughs> please don't yeah <laughs> is Peaky Blinders got disclaimer any... from, the, from the owner of the microphone is there any truth to Peaky Blinders apart from obviously the gang did no. exist no. which is completely yeah I wonder yeah no. we were talking about that no, 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 no. Yeah. there uh, was a gang called there the Peaky Blinders yeah, there's, there's a bunch of Christ. kids That's the and I also think like the time is different it was like earlier era. than oh yeah because yeah. it's like 30s is it yeah, yeah. it's set in the 20s so after it's after the first world war isn't it because he's come back PTSD from the war hasn't he yeah yeah uh, got all like, sorts of shit from the wall. I could have had the, it all. The true story of that was <laughs> more like uh, I don't know, but you guys pickpocket. But but so the reason I bring it up is well, partly because there's a lot of debate around how the whole thing ended, but um, also because it's set up for a movie. Yeah. Well, I was going to say um, it's, it's yeah, not nice done yet. Thank you. I like that. And uh, this is not a TV podcast, as I've been reminded several times. Yeah. But it is going to be a movie. It's probably going to be a Netflix film, I imagine. Mm. It was originally, I think, going to have another season. Lou and I, Lou and I had this chat at, at Terminal Two in Bologna. <laughs> but what, um, what actually is the reason to make a film? It's happening a lot now. Like, do you mean making a uh, Peaky Blinders film? Yeah, I mean, think um, about it. Se- season six is what eight episodes that are an hour long. That's mm-hmm. eight hours of TV. Then they're going to make a film that's tops two Financial hours. Reason, surely to you, capitalize on it. Or just make another season. A good comparison would be like Breaking Bad, where it kind of rounded off the season well. That's true. And everyone says it's like one of the few seasons. But they also made it ends ends properly. Yeah, and they but they still did it. But to be fair, Peaky is a much more commercial show, I think, than than Breaking Bad. Than Breaking Bad. I think so. Uh, It's like interesting you say that. I'm not sure. Yeah, I don't know about that. Yeah, Breaking Bad. What do you mean by commercial? It's just kind of like populist, easy watching, fun. But so was Breaking Bad, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, I thought Breaking Bad Breaking was... Bad, by, by the end of the seasons, Breaking yeah. Bad was all over the place. Yeah. It was, no, it was, it was very popular, but I don't know if it sort of like is just going for... I could imagine there being a kind of stronger creative influence over Breaking Bad than Peaky. I think Peaky is a kind of commercial thing. It's it's all things to all people. Are you saying that it's Peaky, great, Peaky's but... Just over... This links slightly to the director we're going to talk about, but with Breaking Bad, one of the reasons why it worked quite well is right from the beginning, they broadly knew the end game. As in, like, so right really from the off, they now. knew where how the how the whole show, not just the season, was going to end. So they kind of worked towards that sure. trajectory. Yeah. With Peaky Blinders, and I haven't, I've only watched a bit of the first season. Do you reckon they already knew the end end, or they kind of bolted it on as it did well? So they made a season. It was no, successful. Yeah. That's right. More seasons. Stephen and I pretty much just yeah kept bolting it on. It could have. Yeah, I think it. Yeah, it, I don't it, think they had like it's an very, end. It's quite modular because they had such a modest budget. They only had like about yeah. two seasons. It's Stephen Merchant, but, isn't it? Stephen Knight. Stephen Knight, yeah, sorry. Mm. Stephen Merch is a completely different guy. Stephen Knight. Do you think it's maybe to avoid the final season thing where you don't nail it and actually making a film is like more... I reckon it's more just a a, com- a commercial thing. It's much cash grab. There's only yeah, one yeah. exception to that, which I'd say would be Firefly, where it was like 
it's got had a cult following for one Wasn't season. That, like, funded by like, well, yeah, but it was like it had a cult following for one season, and loads of people gutted it. It got axed. Yeah. So like making the film was almost like we can do something else right. yeah, other yeah, than yeah. Like, other than like, whereas like I think like say Breaking Bad, Sex in the City, Breaking like, Bad did have that. Yeah, the other ones spin off Al Camino yeah Better Call Saul which is also a good well uh, yeah good they have Better Call Saul but Al they Camino. also had that yes Al Camino yeah, yeah, which yeah, was they had, they had the yeah so I reckon it is a, so I, mean, I reckon it is a, yeah. I reckon now with the exception of ones like Firefly I reckon it is just a commercial I don't know what do you think mm. commercial thing uh, def- I feel like it's definitely a uh, money grab because like I think you said like some is going to go to like Netflix uh, I feel like that would be well, Netflix has been losing subscribers, so maybe. Um, depends who the highest bidder is, essentially. I, I, uh... Has Netflix been losing subscribers? Yeah. I think it's like Disney and Amazon encroaching on the space. Um, yes, obviously the space is getting uh, tighter now. Cause, like, What's pretty sparse? Apple. What are you on about? It's getting crowded. Apple. <laughs> okay, Grace. It's getting crowded, um, Grace. Um, like Grace is getting Apple crowded. Apple has some... Seriously good TV shows like Severance. Um, yeah, Apple is killing it. Does Apple only do originals? So far, yeah. yeah. But that's because, like, I mean, that's, that's impressive. The... <laughs> they did try to buy Bond when it. When yeah, it but that's, up for but sale, that's yeah. like they have all the money in the world. I know, like, but mm. that's like that's bold. It's like we're not just going to enter the space. We're only going to make our own stuff. <laughs> yeah, Pure, purists. Yeah. yeah, I mean, they've got the cash. I guess Netflix isn't a tech company that has the like yeah. laptops yeah, yeah, yeah. and the the hardware. Netflix yeah. literally started as a DVD company. So yeah, yeah. Amazon could yeah. do the same though. Amazon, could yeah, do. that's true. Amazon is doing the same. But yeah. what they're doing is they're but they also just, adapt just buying shit. Up. Yeah, they adapt stuff like Foundation, the Isaac Asimov, the Lord Foundation, of the Rings, or just, Rings of Power, or just yeah. bu- buying up any film in the film market or like yeah, what? or Bond. They bought Bond. Yeah, or that. Um. All right. Well. Good that's, night. that's the end of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> if you're confused about what this is about, us too. Uh, or us three. Well, no! Yeah, so we're here to talk about JJ Abrams' debut. So we're here to talk about JJ Abrams' new film, Abrams. slash old film. Abrams. I thought you said Abrahams. Abrahams. Is it Abrahams? A- Abrams? Abrams. 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 This is like the worst introduction I've ever had from a director. <laughs> J.J. Abrams. Basically, cue the Mission Impossible music. Dim dim dim. Is that music? Ah, no idea. Yeah, so we're doing J.J. Abra- Abrams' uh, debut, Mission Impossible 3, 2006. Bold debut. Mm. Bold film to do a debut with, I think. Mm. But he already had quite a big career before. It wasn't like he just came out of nothing to do that. Yeah. He'd done quite a few writing projects. And You're our resident Lost expert. I was going to say, had he already done Lost before MI3? Yes. 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 Yeah, yeah. Lost was massive. Yeah, yeah. Lost, 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 Lost was two like, years before. Is it good? I well this it's this is I like try, I try, I try, <laughs> famously bad. I I really no, I really no, not at all. No, it's like it's iconic. All right, all right chill out, man. <laughs> get lost, get lost, man. I, I really like it today, man. It's um, do it. I, I really like it, but obviously, it's some people like it. Starts off very strong, and then you either you either love it or they hate it in the in the kind of latter half of the season. The pilots right? are strong. The pilot, the, 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 the two pilot. I, I think it's no, what happens is it it starts off kind of. There's always a bit of like sci-fi, but it's kind of loose at the beginning, and in the latter seasons, it really goes off the chain. So some people are kind of with it and like enjoy it, and other people are just like it's too far fetched. So is it kind me. of supernatural at yeah, times? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. sure. Uh, Again, there's like time travel and stuff. It goes, it goes beyond. But in the but in the early seasons, there is none of that. Right. So it's a lot more kind of what well, literally grounded. Right. I was um, kind of annoyed at that part because like so when you know the plane goes down in the first episode, and this guy just watched the first episode today. <laughs> Or half of it, at least. 
But given enough pop culture, I know what the whole thing was about. So I was a bit annoyed, basically, that it it did go to that supernatural and just kind of like time travel show. I was like, you guys had a, such a cool concept. I know what you mean. It feels and like you it guys was fucking fucked it by like just... a Lord of the Flies situation. Exactly. Where it's just yeah, yeah. Human nature. This, exactly. might been, this might have been JJ's idea though. This whole, the whole concept. Well, I don't know the concept. The supernatural of it. concept. Yeah. I don't. I don't necessarily think that it was his no. conception. Because there, don't, there don't. were seeds of the supernatural. If you look at it properly, there were seeds of the supernatural thing from very early on. Yeah. So from in from in season one, even though it doesn't go into it, there are, there are clues to it. Is he sort of credited as the show's creator? Yeah, he is. Right, he's oh, like, he's, 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 Steven, he's Stephen. No, no, no. He, I think he's the writer of it, but and I think he's part. Yeah, he's kind of the writer, part creator. But I don't is think he's the showrunner of it. I don't think that he came up with the initial idea for it. But that, as in, like, he's the he's the name attached to to the show. In, yeah, in the way that to... Stephen Knight is for Peaky Blinders. Or yeah, Stephen Merchant. To, yes, to some degree. Bit but di- I think there are other people that were that were involved. Yeah, right. Uh, resident, you know, you're a resident expert was, on Peaky Blinders. It was no, you, <laughs> because the way UK and US works with writing and stuff, it's uh, UK doesn't have much of a writing writer's room, whereas right. US very much does, um, or at least way back then did. Uh, so Stephen Knight very much could potentially just write the whole season by himself and just be like, yeah, it's mine. Whereas uh, usually in the US, it'd be like a staff of maybe five, six, or whatever, and they were work out the plot lines and beats and stuff like that and the storylines itself between the six or so maybe more writers and then you know so it's never created by just one person at least it was kind of big before not quite it wasn't that early but it was 2005 yeah it was big before the massive explosion of like you know hundreds of millions of big tv shows you are right it was on it was kind of had a bit of a monopoly for a while yeah i would say it was one of the first well, after yeah. the Sopranos, Sopranos, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, Sopranos wasn't a, you know like a blockbuster because it was like a s- slow moon drama, if you will. Yeah. Whereas this, uh, if you look just the pilot episode alone, like a fucking plane exploded. <laughs> that's yeah. that's blockbuster shit. Apparently, he had to withdraw from the production of it halfway through to to direct Mission Impossible Three. Dun, dun, dun. So, really? halfway, halfway through a few seasons. Is that because no, it no, would have been impossible to do both? Yeah. Okay, so we only just, only just. Yeah, literally, it literally would have been a Mission Impossible. Jinx. We'll edit that out. No, no, no. So I was saying, it was quite a big first then because it wasn't like he'd done Lost a few years prior and then kind of gone on. No, no, it looked like it all happened at the same time. Interestingly, it says the head of ABC concepted the series on vacation as a television adaptation of Castaway. Right. Yeah. Makes okay. sense. That's Makes yeah. sense. Yeah, yeah. So That's... so what all right, so let's 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 bring this back to so what, what got no, him. Let's just keep him, talking about loss. What got him what got him the opportunity to go from directing a big T V show to So okay, so apparently so Alias is the other big show that T V show that he made. I've, have if you seen you it? No, if you I've, don't mind me saying it yeah. reminded me a lot of As long as you speak to the mic, yeah. Uh, remind me, fuck me it's like right there um, <laughs> is it I'm not sure it is it reminded me of a lot of like uh, the classic Charlie's Angel Buffy Vampire Slayer shit it was very like two early 2000 shit and I'm not sure when it came out might have been what's like, it about uh, alias a college student gets like drafted out of college to become like a spy a spinner spy and a right. self-defense person it was hugely popular it was a bit like yeah, you, yeah. do you hear about Felicity as well it was another TV, TV show that was yeah. so mm. big of the same thing Cruz basically devoured the whole of Alias and then decided that <laughs> <laughs> she come direct mission so sorry for my ignorance but what is Cruz's involvement 
obvious other than being the lead actor in the Mission Impossible. Is he? Is it his whole baby? He produces pretty much after Cruz Wagner. Is it? Was it after the second one? Yeah. No, I think after the first one. After the first one. I'm pretty sure he became like a producer. It wasn't his idea in the first place. No, it's an old TV show. Oh. Mission Impossible is an old TV show. Oh, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, sure. that's been adapted. You know all the stuff with the faces coming off? And yeah, all yeah, that? It's yeah. all from the TV from show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Honestly, I, yeah. Didn't know that. I thought it was just off. I thought it was just a film. It's a bit like... No, no, so no, and, and actually, what's interesting about Mission Impossible 3 is the, the they bring the team aspect into it, which is what the show was about. Yeah. yeah. But they didn't do that with the others. Although the first one is directed by Brian De Palma, who... Well, chat well, low-key, I love in the, De Palma. In the first She's one, not low-key, high-key. In the first one, the whole point is at the very beginning, his whole team get killed. That's the whole thing. Yeah. In the very first sort of the, 10 minutes, they oh, yeah, all die right. off. In the first one. Yeah, so it, there is a team and then they all go. Yeah. And yeah, then they bring them back. Bring them back, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so I don't know. There was also, I think he was also a writer for a long time before becoming a director, which uh, is interesting. He did on, a lot of script doctoring, basically, in Hollywood. Which, not quite a Sorkin-like route. No. A bit of a James Gunn route. Like, yeah, yeah, as a writer before. Probably just a way in, right? Yeah, but you're right, it's different to Sorkin because Sorkin seemed to write for a lot longer. Sorkin before. didn't find it as a way into directing. He just became it's a, a weird, big, weird massive to, writer. Yeah. Sorry. Funny yeah. way into directing. How, 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 how come you comparing a Sorkin <laughs> to JJ? Because I'm saying that I think because Sor- the last Sorkin's episode was... What? Uh, the last pod episode. Yeah. I think I'm just saying that JJ, I think, was more of a writer but less of a sort of Sorkin-like... He, it, writing was his way into directing in a way that Sorkin... It wasn't his way into directing. It was just his way into writing more stuff. I don't know. I don't know that I for like, sure. I feel, I feel like, you, you, sure, for a comparison, you could have picked somebody better. <laughs> yeah, um. fair. <laughs> fair, fair. Yeah, so uh, also this Shrek thing, by the way, did you guys see that earlier? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so what, the first the first version of Shrek. So he was in a band or like a collective called Propellerheads, who I think were a band. I feel like that was a collective though. And they made a bunch of CG visuals, and then they got contacted by DreamWorks to go to to make the first animation for Shrek. And then, if you see the picture of it, it looks like it Batman Begins. Yeah, <laughs> looks like Shrek Begins. Shrek Begins. It's quite funny. That's like a weird piece of movie trivia. Yeah, I can't yeah. believe we didn't uncover that during our Shrek right. episode. It all connects. JJ has been around in Hollywood for so long. Like Jesus Christ. Like Jesus Christ. Like Jesus Christ. Yeah. Oh, JC, he's been around for JC's fucking ages. Been around for or a while. more like Ron Howard. Like, they both come from like similar families. Well, yeah, it's interesting because he's more of a producer than a director. Yeah, yeah. And also this Bad Robot Productions that he created, which has done some really good stuff, by the way. Strangely, it's produced the other Mission Impossible movies, not three. Yeah. Which is a bit, yeah, like, uh, just a bit weird. What are some of the big things you wrote film-wise before directing MI3? Because there was like... Writing-wise? Super 8, I suppose, was big. Super 8, okay. Uh, what is, before Mission Impossible. Yeah, was there any big ones? Yeah, he's credited as a writer on Armageddon, which is interesting. Right, yeah, okay. oh, and then a bunch of other films like Gone Fishing, Forever Young, and Regarding Henry, who I think are big movies in their own right, but people might not know them. Yeah, yeah. And then he wrote, um, uh, yeah, the two latest Star Wars films and uh, Super 8. Also was a writer on Mission Impossible as well. Not the sole writer. What, the, for the first one? No, 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 sorry, for Mission Impossible 3. No. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Before we go in on MI3, we sh- I, I, should, I should say that um, we sh- I think it's worth saying some of the things that Bad Robot has produced because actually this kind of positions him as a bit more of a producer than a director. So the production company has produced Cloverfield, which is done by Matt Reeves, who just did The Batman. Uh, yeah, Star Trek, which is JJ's own film, Super 8. Mission Impossible Ghost Protocol, which is the fourth one, the next Star Trek film, the next Mission Impossible film, Star Wars, Ten Cloverfield Lane, which I haven't seen, but apparently is very good, Cloverfield Paradox, what? which I haven't seen, but apparently is interesting. 
Yeah, and a bunch of other unreleased projects, like an unreleased Superman film that's going to come out. Also, Portal, the video game, is going to maybe do a that's thing of that. Ten, Ten Cloverfield Lane's good. Yeah, basically, so. they actually produce quite a lot of good movies under that banner. That's um, I don't know, it's quite impressive. A little sweet trivia. Um, we did a podcast on a film called Slight by... Uh, J.D. Dillard. J.D. Dillard, yeah, Dillard. Dillard, uh, and he were, he worked as an assistant uh, at Bad. Yes, Bad he did. Robert. That's it. Yeah, well remembered. Um, so and you get a gold star for remembering it that. All <laughs> yeah. And I leave now. <laughs> One thing to mention about JJ, which is interesting, is he did a TED talk. I don't know if you guys saw, called the Mystery Box, which is basically his ethos around storytelling, which is more or less that. You drop people into the middle of a mystery in progress and it leaves them wanting to know answers in both directions, which was one of the criticisms of Lost was that it was just like, I think that thing of like, I'm lost in Lost became yeah, a yeah, thing, right? Yeah. This um, is exactly what he does in MI3 at the beginning, yeah. that, that opening. Yeah. Maybe, maybe works better for a film because it's not long before it's resolved. Um, uh, I, quite, I, quite like, I quite liked it in, no, in no, for Mission Impossible, Mission Impossible it works well although at, at first is there much of a mystery box in Mission Impossible there was not much of a mystery box it was more, much more like a, a goose chase <laughs> well but if the definition of it is if the definition of it is you're curious about both directions as in how did they get here and what happens afterwards then it yeah. is right yeah. like, you know, so you, you felt that when the when the helicopter scene when they were flying through the uh yeah, no, but, no, no, the, the first scene of the movie. Yeah, the first scene, sure, but I think that's more but, just like the, the edit placed it at the start of the movie. I don't... I don't know. My biggest thing was like, what was point? the point of it? The point, the point of it is that throughout the whole first hour of... I can't believe I'm like defending the sort of... <laughs> the sort of <laughs> the like class of this it. film. But, like, but the whole point of it is that for the first hour or so, you kind of... There's a sort of sense of impending doom because you know it's not going to end well, right? It's kind of overshadowing. It's not just a regular spy movie. That's not much of a mystery, No, 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 not a mystery, but like the whole point... The mystery box isn't that it's a mystery from the point that you're actually seeing the story the point of the mystery is that when you're watching the first scene is a mystery which it is I think the point sure. of the mystery I think the mystery box thing that he's talking about is you put people inside a mystery that's what he then, does in the first scene yeah, yeah I know but after that it's pretty like it it's loses, pretty straight okay, so yeah yeah so I would it's say that it, basically start, it loses start, momentum starting the film with the end scene isn't isn't a mystery box technique. it's not the end scene though it's a middle scene yeah, it's basically it's the end scene. in both directions. Well, it is yeah. absolutely the end scene. Uh-huh. It's basically the end scene. 20 minutes from, from well, actually, rolling. it's not because it's 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 a middle scene because the whole point is that you think that it's an end scene and then you realise actually it's a woman with a mask so there's a whole other part of the film left, right? About 20 minutes of Because you, yeah. you watch the first yeah, scene fair, and you think, fair, oh, fair, well, it's obviously yeah, the end because he kills his spoilers. wife and then like, yeah, sorry, spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> but actually then when it happens, it's a mask and, and I've got my own thoughts on that because it's like a really lazy, okay, yeah. but whatever. But and then there's a whole bit of the movie left because it's not what oh, you think it is. It was the laziest mystery box I've ever seen because it basically... So it opens up on, on its mystery. He goes off the rails after that because... It's just, <laughs> after the first scene? Yeah. It's just goes like... From, <laughs> first oh, scene's great. So <laughs> now, <laughs> my biggest issues with this film mm. are literally from after the first scene towards pretty much the rest of the film. It just makes no fucking scene. It, sense it's just like uh okay so now we have a scene in shanghai now we have a scene in uh yeah. vatican now we have to do this and this jumps stuff. around a bit and then it's like we there, but there's no story we it just have to, i mean it's very what, simple what, it's what, just, like we have to get Phil, uh, felicity seymour hoffman 
That that's not a story. You got to get the MacGuffin. The rabbit's it's it's all MacGuffin. It's all that the whole story is a MacGuffin. I never actually find out what it is. Never anyway. fucking pays you, off. Well, that's, see, that's the mystery box. It's just another mystery inside the box, and then another mystery. Right. That's the point. Yeah, that's the point just, of it. You never actually really. But it's one of the yeah. big. What I've heard, it's one of the big criticisms of Abraham or Abrams is that he this this technique is just like. I've heard the same with the Star Wars films. It's just more questions than answers. It's just action, 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 and it's yeah. kind of just like yeah. Uh, yeah. do a bit more. Just have a, a slow talky scene and do some other. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. you know what? Like, given 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 the kind of heritage in in action films of like, what's the big bad thing that's going to happen? I kind of I sort of low key respect the fact that that it's like the film is what it is, right? It's not a great. It's not a great story. It's not a great piece of literature. It's There's like no a, story. It's it's like let's chase something and try and, f- and follow them around the world while they chase it, and I kind of respect a filmmaker who's like I'm not going to make up some shitty thing about something that's going to end the world and give everyone a disease or whatever. It's just people are watching it for the mission to get it, so let's just leave it at that. I don't know. I think th- it, f- I- it felt left empty. I'm slightly I'm slightly yeah. jaded because of the lost thing, but I like I always no no because no, <laughs> that must be just because it is a good because I do like the plot. I just feel it's like. It's, it's a Mission Impossible film, so everyone knows it's just going to be action, blah, blah, blah. That's fine. Yeah, sure. But I assume because it was J.J. Abrams, there might be a bit more... Yeah, yeah, know, yeah, yeah. A yeah. bit more to it. Yeah. Um, mm. No, there, there was, there not was, back then. Not back then. There wasn't the I, know, I know, but, I know, but, it's, but because it's Abrams, that's why I thought maybe he would lift... Well, yeah, okay, yeah. but actually, like like in, in, de- in defense of, of MI3 and of that, the previous two movies put Tom Cruise and Ethan Hunt as a kind of just get a mission superhuman go and do it and there's no other there's no personal life there's no real there's no real stakes for him I think mm. the other two films what, but John I think whereas like the, it started to bring in this personal aspect right you're right but we, I think it fails we, we can talk dismally. about it we can know but what I'm just saying is that to answer what Sparrow just said there was a there was a push to put in like a personal backstory okay. a wife to elevate it into that sense which le- which then I think I mean my my kind of thoughts are this film cemented the direction of the rest of the franchise when you right. actually look if you look at when this film came out there was only two other Mission mm. Impossible films before it and now there's like what four others after it who, who all follow sort of the same template that this created the whole thing is just too perfect though isn't it to kind of a, like as in the one thing that it fails dismally at Mission that, that, that film MI3 is that it kind of it it Whenever it tries to be sort of like, you know, Casino Royale, let's show the real human behind the whole thing. Let's right. show the intimacy of his relationship with his wife. It's so unbelievable. It's just like... Wait, we're I was talking about the party, the party at the start. I was saying to Dom, it's like a Getty Image version of like <laughs> of a marriage. Like Wanaka. <laughs> like, that was Wanaka. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that was Wanaka. Louis, how did you know that? I'd marry, marry him. Marry him. Yeah. Louis, can you let rip on why you don't like the mask <laughs> thing? Can I please just unleash? I want to hear it. Yeah, go on. Because it's just off. lazy. It's like, it's... It's, oh, yeah. it's from the TV show, it though. Is. No, but it's oh, lazy yeah. writing, bro. It's really lazy writing to be like, okay, so to not plant any sort of things earlier on that then give you some give the audience some indication of what might happen but just to basically entire change the premise of the story yeah, but they put his the face they put end. Philip Seymour Hoffman's because face you could on do Cruise. anything you could literally yeah you could yeah, literally be like at the end of the movie it... you could be like Tom Cruise was Philip Seymour yeah. Hoffman all the time <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I hope so and that's just lazy it's like an easy way watch. to resolve things yeah that pissed that kind of pissed me off like the whole entire thing like yeah. uh, especially when they open <laughs> Philip Seymour <laughs> Harbin's face. Is this where you pull your face off and it's like Ben us underneath? On, on Tom Cruise and it's like Tom oh, Cruise underneath. Just touching him up and he's like, oh, he's becoming Philip 
uh, Philip Seymour. Yeah, that was cool, that scene. I like that. It was cool, but I was like, <laughs> no, yeah, it yo, you, you're not even the same height. You're not fucking... Nothing's the yeah, same yeah, about yeah. you. How, you're not even the same body <laughs> So I I was like, I But was you did like, put on a fat suit. Yeah, this fact, is less to do with uh, his uh, directing and more to do with just like, the law of the whole the law of Mission Impossible. But I think that is the point: yeah, is that the law of Mission Impossible is that it's, it's just it, it can never be it can never be like a good well maybe it could one day but like it can never be like an actual good film. Uh, no, the new no, one, the new, one, be, yeah. the new ones are great. No, they're anything, not. Anything anything have you seen Ma- them? Anything by McQuarrie is great. The la- <laughs> I, I'm I'm a big fan of like the last two, same, especially but, the last one. But it's the same sort of thing. It's just like it's a what? no it's one's pulling their face off in that. It's a romp in the sack. It's like no, there no, is. There there is. is. That's the, that, okay, <laughs> maybe what you're really saying is there's always a scene where someone pulls their face yeah. off. Yeah. No, what I'm saying is that it's like it's just a romp in the sack. It's shallow. What kind of Mission Impossible are you watching? But no, I just I no reason why they can't you can't take something and shake like you're, yeah. you're gonna love me being this up but like take like a, a bought a worn out and like like thrashed franchise like batman yeah. always quite gimmicky comicky yeah. nolan rebrands it uh, like it can yeah. something can be rebranded as like a darker serious thing yeah, yeah definitely no, but sometimes that's a shame isn't it because like you know it is what it is and it's good well, what, what are you is. saying mi3 is dark or something i'm saying it's not but it could have like the, it can't it's not like it can't be redone as a more serious yeah, thing you have to, you have to judge it against you almost have to judge it against bond a bit right in that like same year that's as better, yeah. that's a better example so, than, so, so yeah. bond bond came from the origins of being kind of fairly corny maybe a little just just you know it is what it is it's an action film mm. to then maybe following Casino culture Royale. a bit but, yeah, yeah culture and like let's let's actually make this a kind of an exploration of a man and and his you know internal demons and did it very effectively and obviously mission impossible didn't but i don't necessarily think that's a bad thing it's just it is I, what it is i don't think bond and mission impossible are going after the same I agree. thing i agree i think exactly. mission impossible is going after like literally mission impossible yeah whereas sorry no no serious like you know drama about human psychology would be like someone working for the mission impossible yeah. force <laughs> impossible mission force impossible what, mission which is force. not what is that what it's called yeah the imf yeah, yeah no, that's I know, ridiculous but i don't is that actually what um, he makes a joke yeah. at the end it sounds like he bank, says it i think that's like, what it, it is it sounds bank. like it's International Monetary Fund. Sounds like a regulator, yeah. yeah. I, okay, look, here's the thing, bro. Because we danced around a little bit. We had a little bit of a dance about this. Yeah. We, danced we had, we had some fun. We had some fun. To take, you have to take this film in the year it came out and what was around 2006 yeah and i think the fact that it set the template and pushed that that franchise in a new direction is what it's really its credit really is <laughs> what direction was that well i think like i said it's involving his personal life it's like it's it's expanding the 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 sense of that character more whether or not it was done with getty images or not <laughs> There was a genuine effort to kind of like build it out a little bit and make it a bit more spectacle. But I, agree. I my the point I'm getting to is I think this film is either story or spectacle. Yeah. I don't necessarily think it's both at the same time. And and I'm not saying that when it's either it's they're both at the heights. So for example, when Lou and I are watching it, there's a there's a shot which I later found out. I'm jumping around here, but I later found out is um is a full it's it's a CG blended shot. But when he's standing on top of the Shanghai skyscraper and the camera comes in, yeah, yeah, and comes around him, when you're watching that, you're like, "Hang on, that's insane! Like, how did they, how do, did that? they do that? Yeah. Like, a helicopter would have to be like in the building for that to, <laughs> for that to happen." <laughs> but they they blended it with the real photography of the place plus him on a green screen. But that shot is so similar to in the Dark Knight 
when when he's standing on the edge of the of the building except in the dark knight it just feels a bit more thematically solid the actual it feels like the story and the shot are kind of one whereas in that it felt like it was just a cool spectacle shot and it was cool like it was really cool but it wasn't that's my main it was just him looking over the city which doesn't say much about him as a character so first of all yeah i'll agree that this film was although not great you know it, it was fine. Yeah. Not a bad film at all. Agreed. Like, better than the fucking Mission Impossible 2, which says... Well, that was sick. Yeah, no. <laughs> especially when he answers uh, the phone call whilst uh, bouldering on some sort of fucking massive mountain. All I remember from that MI2 is, is when he when he's on the bike and he's got the Hawaiian shirt on and he like pulls out the pistol <laughs> and he, go, he, go, he pulls out the pistol and as he does, it yeah. shows it from like 12 angles yeah, yeah, and yeah. like happening again Classic and again and John again. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like, that's, you can see why, why a producer would be like, this guy is going to be wicked for Mission yeah. Impossible. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Um, so there is why it kind of turns me off is the, uh, the lack of kind of special belief like it took us all for a ride you know could have happened uh, type of th- type of shit until the Shanghai shit and then you're like oh okay this, this is now fantastic I guess yeah the the Shanghai thing is a bit of a kind of random why do they go to Shanghai in. again Cause, I have cause a theory for my I would <laughs> oh really okay <laughs> interesting <laughs> Is they go like, there just to fire baseballs at that no, skyscraper. The rabbit's foot. The guy. The, the guy, rabbit's foot. That bit is so funny. And you don't really understand why he knows, but the guy, uh, the guy mouths it when he's when he's in custody. Oh yeah, Billy. Billy Cobb, morning show guy. Morning show guy. Yeah, yeah. But the thing is, it's never really explained why morning show guy knows. knows. Yeah. Well, because he's the bad guy. Yeah, but why would he know? The whole point is he's he's been trying to find in out. In cahoots with Davian, uh, Philip Seymour. But does Davian know, or is he like? doesn't he send crews to find out where it is no that, that's maybe a, at that point morning show guy didn't it literally really makes no sense because Billy Crudup then sends in the team to <laughs> by the to... way did you I think we were in the airport you didn't hear me I said I think he's a bad guy did you when we were watching it yeah everyone says that he yeah. had a Billy Crudup go <laughs> no 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 I think I think he I, I said oh I said though <laughs> no because when we started we were like oh the Irish guy is the yeah, bad guy yeah, yeah. he gave off a vibe like this guy you can't be he trusted. was so fucking inconsistent like, and that's what right, I fucking out, love him and then it's like American again it's like what are you doing I would pick one man what? did anybody else you know the bit where the um, morning show guy mouths, it, mouths the thing to him and then he's got that mask on and he's like he has yeah. that fight in the lift did anybody else get Mad Max Fury Road vibes yeah yeah, yeah yeah just because yeah. of the Hannibal Lecter yeah because of the mask yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Like he was like vibes, beating but... people up and he, he had that thing on did anyone notice the sort of low key kind of romantic scene between the Irish guy and the Asian lady on their team where in the baseball where it? she's like it's a prayer I said to like bring my dog oh, back yeah, and, and he looks at her all dreamy eyes like yeah yeah, yeah. teach it to me yeah, yeah you kind of think there's like a scene on the cutting room floor that and, then, yeah, yeah. and then there's a scene where so <laughs> as they're doing that getaway scene from the Shanghai building and stuff and then she's like they're shooting at the car at the Range Rover sorry and uh, and Tom Cruise who says that at the front trying to get a signal on the phone he's like you okay and then she like t- turns back to, to, oh, yeah. to fire a gun he's like not yet oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm like this is shit yeah it's awful <laughs> this is awful where he's like enough now I'm out and then she gets shot yeah, yeah, and then yeah, she's yeah, like I'm sorry, sorry. I'm like, I know. What oh yeah she gets shot for? doesn't it yeah yeah I quite yeah. like the whole explosive in the head thing where it's like that was cool that was good that was quite brutal when you saw her that is good I've never seen someone look that dead in a film can we can we can we answer a question is Tom Cruise a good actor yes is he yes I like that I don't think I don't think MI3 used his 
acting skills no, to, mean, the, to look, the level. You're not looking for to an action film to to showcase somebody's acting. No, 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 abilities. I know, I know. Well, the later there, ones, are, there I are there are there are moments in that film that require good acting. Right. The, the, there was one where they were like, oh, "My wife's dead in about twelve hours. I need y'all." <laughs> yeah, and that was a good scene. And yeah. Luther was like, "Of course we won't." Also, the bit where we were laughing about this when when he uh, when he's talking to his wife and she's like, "What's going on? Like, like explain something to me." And he's just like, "Just trust me." Yeah. And she's like, he has but, this, "But I need to know. Just trust he me." He has this me, such like he has this like such formulaic way of of doing. I don't know. There's he's something Jerry Maguire there's something, vibes to that there's scene. something I have to say, and I. <laughs> It's, it's too it's emotional to say. God, I'm tearing up God over here. Well, you have it once. something I got to say. <laughs> and when he's like, it's something terrible. You're just going to have to trust me. To trust me. And he's, she's like, yeah, 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 but what's going on? And he's like, just, just trust me. Have, have quick, to talk quick about question, like, though. Um, as I was watching the film, I was like, okay, this is kind of bad. Um, <laughs> not the worst, but kind of bad. Um, Why, though? Why is the I, film bad? Yeah, I had some, had some good was, jokes. Okay, okay, chucks okay, sorry, it's the tone for me that was inconsistent more than anything. Tone inconsistent. Uh, Acting act also inconsistent. Then the story made no fucking sense. It was like the scene next to the scene next to the scene next to the scene to get the rabbit story. Mission Impossible, though. Never made out any fucking sense. It's like video no, game story. No, sir. Fallout, the last one we watched, uh, that yeah. actually made more fucking yeah, no, sense. I, I thought the first, yeah, 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 yeah. I thought the first yeah. one has like... So basically, it just gave like, no yeah, yeah. credit to the story. I, but this is what I mean. I think the purpose of that of MI3 was just to kind of set up. I get it. I get it to reinvent the franchise and to yeah, I mentioned get it enough. It, get it going where it's going. <laughs> Believe me. But uh, I felt it was lazy writing on. Well, if if JJ JJ's name is on the writing board, then on he, him as well. Is he a power writer? Yeah. Yeah. Also, well, yeah. But what about lines like when Ring Ving Rains, by the way, had great, some great lines. His right hand man. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. But the bad news is, we got to see it. We got to see it. Legend. Yeah. Sorkin. Uh, what's I was going to say? What is Stalin? The best, the best, best Sorkin. The best Sorkin writing is when he, he chucks out the ice. He's like, honey, I gotta go good ice. Like, ha, ha, ha. Why, why waste no. the money on the shot? Like, yeah. <laughs> can't somebody else get it? It's like, no, it no, genuinely no. was like, they spent all the money on the action side of the film. So all of the kind of romantic side of the film was just so budget. Like getting married in the hospital. <laughs> yeah, it's you, like, that, have you, you not got convinced. some cancer patient to look yeah. on? You weren't it's convinced by that. Also, have you ever been to like a house party that looked like what that was? Yeah. That was pretty It was dope. the Getty Images part, party. That's <laughs> what it was. But also, have said that. So this film had a budget of about 160 million for a that fucking is ridiculous. That's a lot of money. For that a is debut, a ridiculous amount for of money. For a debut. Yeah, it's probably the biggest debut budget That's we've insane. had. It had a lot of had a lot of action sequences. I can see exactly. where yeah. like, the one that rings uh yeah, you got think about the, it. the bridge, the missile the, attack the, the, on the bridge. That was, we, yeah, yeah. That must have cost a... So and I remember this film came out in the era of Blockbuster. I remember seeing those trailers on the screens of Blockbuster when I was going home. So this film reclaimed a lot of that money. Just by way of yeah, DVD, made four hundred fifty. It made four hundred fifty million DVDs. Yeah. So four hundred mil. Sorry. So yeah, it, it yeah made DVDs or disc video. So it was, it was just, I know it was a DVD digital is. video. This <laughs> <laughs> it was a success. We'll explain to you what a Blu-ray is. Yeah. Um, I actually need someone to explain. Goddamn big boy. <laughs> but that's an interesting thing. What is the biggest budget for a debut? Probably. Well, probably I don't know, this, but this, this is pretty I mean, high. Probably Ali G in the house. One hundred and fifty is a lot. I mean, Molly ten... game. Molly games. Molly's game might be up, but it's not action, is it? So no. Molly's sure. game. What, what, what one hundred and fifty mil for Molly's? Yeah. I'm trying to think. It must yeah, an action. Yeah. Maybe forty-six mil uh, for Molly's game. Nothing like this. No. No. 
This is insane. But it, the reason why he was trusted was because he's been in the game for so long as a writer, producer, and stuff. Um, no, so no action like credits before that though. What do we? Yeah, as in directing. Was he directed any action? Oh no, but that's why you have pilot of Lost. Yeah, but a bit that, that's why you have, you know, the uh, uh, Mission Impossible does have a. Like, they had Brad Bird do the fourth one, who's not an action. Yes. He's an animation. He did, he did the he? he did the Iron Giant. Yeah, he's Brad Bird. Pixar. Brad Bird. Yeah, pretty sure he did some more Pixar films, right? Yeah, he did the fourth Mission Impossible film. I know that's what I'm saying, but I'm, I'm, I'm making the point that they don't necessarily hire. No, no. no. Or maybe they were scarred because by hiring guess, John Woo because to you do... get somebody else to oversee the whole spectacle thing. Yeah, yeah, sure. And also, a lot of these films. Well, the are film did feel like it was made by one person, the same person. Sure, but all of these films are pre previous. They have been for about ten years now. One thing I want to bring it back to with the directing style is, and I think this actually transcends not just MI3, but all the other films that he's directed is, the pacing is like so frenetic. Yeah. This film just doesn't hang around. No. And when you look at the Star Wars films, they don't hang around either. There's not, it's not yeah. a bad thing. It's just interesting. The pacing is so quick. It's like but you it, can't it, count on but is it, patience. Is it, is it a... It might. Is it not a bad thing? Like, to have, it's a bit in Star Wars. They have Should like be. no stop. Is that not? I, personally, I really like some of the camera work in this. I think his camera work is pretty cool. Like a lot of tracking shots. One of the shots I was thinking about is like when he jumps off the Shanghai skyscraper. He jumps and then it. it and then he's, he's he's attached to that steel rope. Yeah. And then there's a shot that kind of like tracks into the thing that's spinning and then it stops. Yeah. It's like shots mm -hmm. like that that help bring a bit of like energy Tension and action. And action, yeah. It's just like, do you need that all the time? Not necessarily. But in a film like Mission Impossible, I think keeping the pace up and the it's what it, it is. Yeah. Well, it's like we were saying when he put when they went in the helicopter yeah. and they and he scanned her head when he first found that there was a chip inside her head. But there was also all this crap going on outside with like flying through the windmills and stuff it was kind of like that scene would have maybe almost benefited more from like a moment from, from just a, for a moment before mm -hmm. like instead of doing it because everyone was falling out of that helicopter like, <laughs> yeah, whatever. and why did they have the doors open <laughs> yeah no I know yeah yeah I know I, what you mean but it's a Mission Impossible film isn't it people go to be yeah. constantly riveted yeah but I wonder whether or not if you that want like film... Biscuit, you go next door the fuck? <laughs> I wonder if Koenig's um, still where. I wonder if the fact that his debut as MI3 means that this frenetic camera work and like moving the camera, which I'm a big fan of, it was born there to then influence his later films. Yeah. When if his first film had been like My American Beauty or something different, second. then that would have made his yeah. other films kind of. Di I don't know. It's like I can imagine if a, if a, if MI3 is okay. your first movie. You're going to be learning a bunch of camera moves and techniques that you would never use on other types of films. So this film, do you think it was guided by the studio because this guy was improved before? And so if so... You know, ask, ask resident studio head. Yeah. <laughs> what can you tell us? <laughs> I and can neither confirm nor deny. I'm sure, Cruz, I'm sure they had a big hand in the production. Yeah. And if so, obviously that would implicate like the, the rest of his production. If, like, if you look at Star Trek and Star Trek 2 and uh, Super 8, they all have... Then one one of one of the most consistent things is uh, lens flare, and I'm not sure if that's his thing or if that's. Uh, Can you explain lens flare? The lens flare <laughs> thing is the one of the famous things when that's you, associated when with JoJo. When you JoJ, point an anamor anamorphic lens into essentially some sort of dip of, of a little bit of sunlight, uh, or just any light, any light actually, yeah, uh, and then it kind of spills into the lens. Uh, so you get like the kind of halo. Yeah, yeah, okay, you get, okay. yeah, you get halos. He, he, he's like synonymous with it, and I think he even said he said in in an interview I watched like obviously this is the thing that's like attributed yeah. with me. It became like a joke. 
because it was always now, just overusing lens flares. It's now just a stylistic choice. Well, I don't yeah. even. I don't think. I think he's start, toned it down. Start, ye, old, ye old Nolan sound is, design. Start, yeah, it's yeah, a choice. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. That's lens flare. Right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's a trip. Picture from Italy. Yeah, you do wonder how much a DP plays if it's a debut. Yeah. Like so I feel, I feel like a lot of time he did get overshadowed, and then obviously once he got, you know. Once he, he made, once he made the money, he was like, ah, cool. What do you think of the bridge know. scene? It's some people's favourite scene from the entire Mission Impossible series. It made no fucking sense. Yeah, aside from the story. Yeah, it was, it was, I think it was quite it's fun. Good. It's good. It was fun. It's fun action. Good at like, what it, it does. Was, you know, some, some dumb slow motion, like especially when he throws a when gun. He gets, when he gets exploded and he goes flying into the car. Well, no, yeah. that, that was the the biggest trailer scene anyways. Uh, but like <laughs> when he was... Uh, so he runs so with a rifle he runs and he chucks he has, it forward yeah yeah he chucks it forward and, and it starts, he, is that because he doesn't want to be like weighed down by the gun or yeah doesn't maybe. Like, sure at, at, best, on at, at best he could have just run around the fucking hole <laughs> no you can't there was a burning car next to it <laughs> Also, also like physical role, shooting down a drone with a machine dude, gun. Dude ran so much in that film. Oh, that scene in Shanghai when he just keeps running. <laughs> yeah. That was yeah. actually quite... I quite like the sort of filmmaking behind that. That was quite cool. I don't know. Yeah. I, I mean, it's probably very basic, but like the camera makes it look like he's running so much faster than he yeah, must yeah. be running. But it's not the camera. It's that there's stuff between him and the camera that, but they fl- sort of that flies like, by. It must be like the zoom or something. That's no, kind of, that's, that's the other thing. People walk slowly and he runs fast, so it looks like he's running faster. Yeah. But also you've got those... You've got the like that boats and stuff that's yeah. flying yeah. past a lot of this movie was shot on long lenses yeah like yeah. all telephoto because even stuff in the, the camera house... was sort of moving with him which makes it yeah. which makes it feel faster yeah, if you but... just had like a wider shot it would be like really yeah, yeah yeah it's a compressed but... it's a compressed image yeah. Yeah. I've said that the dude loves to run on the films so. yeah he's got yeah, yeah. there's a whole thing he broke his ankle with doing it yeah <laughs> well family I kind of family... like how it's become a it's become a thing <laughs> family yeah. guy did a thing and uh, I'm not going to say it on this episode <laughs> right yeah, but you just did. It's, it's, yeah, it's, it's, like, no, it's, it's still on the Family Guy podcast. It's yeah. Anyway, I don't think this film was afraid to blend action and fun, and I think one of the best examples of that is when Tom Cruise rolls over the wall and then appears as a nun outside the <laughs> what basket. Is, what does he <laughs> as a cardinal, say? Not a nun. Well, okay. <laughs> Is he, is just, just, to, just to just to specify well, yeah, no, the Vatican, makes more sense. Where was that? Was that underneath what he was wearing? Makes no fucking sense. Because yeah, like he had he had the the, the, Italian, the Italian like kind of truck engineer uh, thing. engineer yeah. thing. Yeah, and he's like, hey, what are you doing? Papara, <laughs> papara. That scene was hilarious, and it was hilarious right. watching that in Italy because it was like the least convincing Italian person. By the way, the Irish seen. guy was great. Oh yeah, yeah, he was genuinely. I mean. At least he was kind of a European, but you could see in Tom Cruise with his like perfect tan and white teeth and just kind of going, hey, I'm Italian. Hey, Italian. It's like, no, mate, you're American. You're about as American as they come. And you're about to break into a Vatican, aren't you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but was it the way that he like fools the camera by just putting a little picture of, of Also, when, so when he climbs that on work. top of the building in the most Batman way I've ever seen, uh, yeah. what did he say to the camera? Because like, you know, there's a... So he climbs up the building and he kind of lies down there. On the wall thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Kind of lies down and then he's, uh, he's, he looks at the camera. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Film at him. Uh, it's like, he says something, but he has subtitles, so I didn't know. He does, I don't know, but he, he it, the way he fools the camera is he like takes a Polaroid picture and yeah, just puts yeah, it in front like, of it. But then surely that wouldn't work because if they move the camera, they'd be like, well, well, why would it move the camera? Why isn't it, why isn't it moving? Because oh. it, it just broken, so I guess you'd be like, you'd give it a wiggle, wouldn't you? No, you wouldn't. Yeah. No, if Italian. Well, if the whole mission rested on them not not wiggling the joystick. <laughs> Look, most missions <laughs> rested on them not doing 
for the other guys not to do shit. <laughs> yeah, that's very true. <laughs> These guys get got lucky every time. That's very true. What did you make of the thing where they do the, uh, I forget what it is now, the, the roof where he, they have to get the timing right and the, he works out the maths on the window? Oh, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Ma- made no sense. Like it, sketches the full criminal. It, it did make sense. He showed you how. He, he planned it all out. Inconsistent. The algebra. Yeah, yeah, in the algebra. They kept, kept constantly changing from scene to scene. <laughs> I thought the bathroom scene was quite cool. You know, where Philip Seymour Hoffman beats up Philip Seymour Hoffman. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then the guy... I really enjoyed the last scene where Philip Seymour Hoffman beats up Tom Cruise. Not because I don't like Tom Cruise. Or Just, <laughs> yeah, you like to see him. But... Um, it's always good with the bad guys doing well. He, yeah. The psychopath element and Philip we, Seymour look real good. We should give some credit to Philip Seymour Hoffman. He does the kind of like dead-eyed... I don't, yeah, like, I don't give a fuck. Like, fuck you. Fuck I'm only your doing wife. this movie for the money. Yeah. <laughs> kind of, kind of vibe yeah, really absolutely. well. Um, the kind of psycho. Yeah. I knew that real well. It's it's weird how well that works. Actually, that kind of that sort of not trying to be evil, just just being blonde. I thought the bit when they when he counted to ten and every number was a different emotional state that Tom Cruise entered. I know. Sam, that was quite a great directing choice. I thought. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, when he went one, and then he was like. Oh, don't kill her and then two and he's like okay okay I know where the rabbit's foot is and it's three yeah. I, can't, I don't know where it is but don't kill her he's like going through the, <laughs> you've got to do it yeah. it's it's like like the, five fa- no, the five phases of like grief almost yeah, 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 like, yeah. Yeah. it was I mean yeah I mean look there's your acting you know? you gotta do yeah the exactly there's your acting yeah. Yeah. You, I, I'll tell you but you've got to do what's right <laughs> you've got to do what's right yeah Philip was good not entirely sure about what his whole thing really was anyway but in the scenes that he was in, he was great. Okay, so, <laughs> so, so it took forever to pick that gun up at the end. Do you yeah, notice yeah, yeah. when he went to bend down? Like it took like ten <sighs> minutes to bend down, and well, then so he why just... didn't he like kill him? Also, first? did you notice how like because he wanted to watch so him when watch him kill his wife? How Philip Seymour Hoffman got killed? Right, uh, he was like on. Top he just got hit by some random Shanghai bus. Yeah, but when Tom Cruise gets up, <laughs> the, <laughs> the number forty-five. The, the the road is backed up with, with cars. Where the fuck did that truck come from? That yeah, is, I don't, know, that, that, I don't a, have an answer for maybe you. That that's, a, maybe that's an iWood right there. Yeah. Uh, it's not, but he fucked oh me off. Oh my god, it should be an iWood. He fucked me off. Who uh, drove uh, the bus? For a few times. Something slightly wider on, on Abraham's, like, I haven't seen it, but is obviously I get the impression that, um, obviously I know Star Wars are kind of quite hectic with the action and stuff. Mm. Yeah, okay. Star Trek, but uh, no, but Super 8, is that is that mad action or is that a bit... The no, last what, section of Super 8 is super action. Yeah. It's uh, not like a Mission Impossible film. No, I'm no. saying because so, no, like Star Wars is like sort of Mission... It's not like Mission Impossible, but it's like heavy, heavy action. But it sounds like Super 8 might be, the, if not the one, one of the few yeah, that he's directed where it's like there is action, but actually it's not yeah, driven it's not, so yeah, much yeah, by yeah. it. Yeah, definitely. But I, I would probably argue that his Star Wars flicks sucked. What do you think his style is? What his directing style? Yeah, I think it's frenetic, kind of. It's, mo- it's like a blockbuster. Mix- yeah, it's a mixture of kind of mystery and it's pace. kind of like Michael Bay, if you will. Uh, maybe I don't know. I think it's a bit more. I think there's something else to it than that. It's it's, it's frenetic. In, in, in terms of spectacle, I think it's more Michael yeah. Bay. I do think it's story or spectacle a lot of the time. But yeah, because like a lot of times it's like story goes sideways. What do you mean story or spectacle? I mean like whenever there's a, a big spectacle scene, like I don't know, Louis was laughing about the the guns in the, you know, when they go to save the girl. Yeah. Why don't they just like secretly go in and just save her? Why do they have to set up like four guns that explode yeah. Yeah, the yeah, film? Yeah. Explode yeah. the. Um, it would have been so building. much more effective if they just like. It's like that that scene ended up being massive spectacle, but it was kind of wasn't needed. It also caused the the team to be fucked up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
it would have been much more effective if they just went in and out. But then I think that's okay for for like a Mission Impossible film. It no. is. Also, okay. what was the rabbit's foot? <laughs> was it just that nuclear? I, I, I had to look it up. Was that, it was a nuclear it was that weapon. Some sort of nuclear thing devised by uh, China and. Not gonna say it. Yeah. That's it. Bi- biological weapons. Literally, that yeah, that's all it said. That's <laughs> all. What it could said. it be? At the end, when Billy Cudrup got shot, and he, you know, he let it go, and it rolled towards camera. Yeah, was yeah, that, it was like it was that. just a little thing that had a very radioactive yeah, yeah, yeah. sign on it. Yeah, yeah, but it's meant to be. Yeah, so it's, just, it's, it's, just, it's just like generic bad thing, isn't it? A bio like, weapon. It's called it's a a it's called Isn't a the whole point that it's yeah. a, it's a nothing. We should we should briefly talk about how JJ rebooted Star Trek and then was chosen to do Star Wars. That's two pretty big childhood iconic Star Trek was dope and I, I, was I never, thought Star Trek was really good I was never a fan of Star Trek it, the TV series yeah no, uh, I, I never saw yeah, that I was, I was supposed to young and a bit too out of the mix you know it was a bit generational hap, gap um, but uh, <laughs> so don't keep <laughs> oh, it hey, hey, god damn it god fucking smart. I think he did really well with Star Trek it's interesting how Star, Star Trek was dope took that template from TV if you think about it actually, he was probably best place for it because he had that thing in history and TV mm. and now the experience in making big action films kind of seems like a good an obvious choice actually to, to take Star Trek um yeah, I don't know. It's interesting that the same guy was chosen to do Star Trek and Star Wars, which are arguably two of the most like geeky, yeah, kind of probably not for nothing franchises. They pro- yeah, they probably saw what he, what he did with Star Trek, and that's what he wanted. I've heard good things about the Star Trek. I mean, I, yeah. I've seen any bit, but I've heard yeah, about those. The first one, the first yeah. one's really good. But yeah, I don't know. The Star Wars films are pretty divisive as well. I mean, that's like a whole other podcast Absolutely episode. But. <laughs> <laughs> I thought The Force Awakens was pretty good, personally. It was fine. We've all seen that, have we? To re- reintroduce, but yeah, yeah, it, yeah, it yeah. felt like it needed some more, like... Did he do The Force Awakens, though? Yeah. Yeah. Did he do all three? No, he did yeah. Force Awakens and the last, and one. The last one. And the last yeah. one, and he didn't Ryan do... Ryan Johnson the, did the yeah, middle did, one. What's that? The Last Jedi was the yeah. middle yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Rise of Skywalker was the third. Yeah, yeah which is... So, J- yeah, yeah, yeah. I need to check out Star Trek and Super 8 and then give a better... I like Lost, MI3, Star Wars... I, we haven't done a director yet who's has a, has more producer credits than directing credits, which is what he has. I think he is. It's interesting. Like he's got well, a even, lot. Even Sorkin kind of producing. Huh? Even Judd. Well, he's well, maybe, but he's got JJ's got production uh, producer credits on Westworld, Challenger, Westworld. That, that great that series, um, Castle Rock, Overlord, Cloverfield Paradox. Yeah, oh, Castle Star Rock is Trek, good. Castle uh, Rock is meant to be like a. Yeah. X Files. He's also he's also got a producer yeah. role on all the other Mission Impossibles after his. I'm pretty sure it's because they're being produced by his company. <laughs> Should we get on to um? Is anyone anything got anyone else they want to say anything else you want to say about MI3 before we move on? Oh, by the way, it's got the same composer as the Batman. Who? Michael Giacchino. Michael Giacchino. Yeah. Which Batman? The Batman. The Batman. Oh, the Batman. Yeah. The Batman. Oh, the Batman. Oh my God, the Batman. Um. Also, interesting piece of trivia about Mission Impossible Three. Uh, Maggie, the woman who talks about her dead dog. Oh yeah, she Jen, you, she, you know, she drove the Lamborghini. Do you yeah. remember that bit? Yeah. She, yeah, yeah. And then she drives it onto the square. Yeah. There's a hilarious behind the scenes video where she she doesn't have a driving license when they did the film, <laughs> so she never driven a car before, and she drove the Lamborghini. Jesus. And her heel got stuck <laughs> on the pedal in this outtake it comes in it just speeds up and goes crashing into another car <laughs> what? so she's just like wrecked did they the not front. have a stunt driver for it 
No, well, it had to be her because she's. You can see her in the shot. But the behind the scenes <laughs> video is so funny because it looks so professional. Like, and then suddenly it just goes, like, <laughs> straight into a car. And that's why you don't drive in heels, son. Yeah. Also, another piece of trivia is you know when he's writing the maths on the window yeah. when he's trying to do the base jump. Yeah, he copied it off uh, Social Network. Yeah. Yeah, that scene. Uh, yeah, the maths actually changes. Like, well, that's what I fucking pop, said. It made no sense. <laughs> when, when the shot changes, the math actually changes. As in, like, it's a goof. Yeah. When, yeah when it, it, when it's someone, movie, they must yeah. have just used a different shot of it. So. They must have just rubbed it off, and then it's like, you need to redo it. We've got like five minutes. So I'm going to jump off here, but I'm going to use algebra to do it. Yeah. 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 Sure you have to work terminal velocity, I love how we're all like, yeah, yeah, you need to do your circumference X algebra, pi, pi, square, pi, R square. You think this guy did that without figuring out what the isosceles triangle of the angle was? <laughs> Those all sound like the new recruits that I am team. Also, yeah. wasn't you not had your training. Wasn't filmed at the Vatican, unsurprisingly. Yeah, shocking. Well, sure. they, some of it was. No, how? there were some exteriors, but they didn't. They didn't film any actors. I there. thought some of the. Uh... How did they get away with that? It's all CG. No way. Yeah, you uh, know right. it is. Fuck me. And also the bridge, all the water around the bridge on the bridge scene is all CG. It's a fake bridge. So they built the bridge. It was like the Nantucket Bridge. Well, yeah, I think it was meant to be something like that, and then it, they just. Wow. Yeah. I mean, yeah, to do any stunts in the Vatican is probably going to be. It's probably cheaper to do yeah. CG. The Pope's like, why? <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> it's not allowed. <laughs> Can we just explode like one of the steeples? <laughs> um, should we do iWords? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. So, for anyone who's new listening, iWords stands for "It was all a dream." Where we give alternate views on what we think the film is about. Okay. All right, I'll go first. Really? We're going to start on a high. Uh, well, no, we're going <laughs> to. I'm going to do an opening gambit. So, okay, yeah, my theory right. is that. Um, God, please don't make it be a good one. It's probably not that good today, actually. To be honest. So, my theory my is money's that on Sparrow. Brassel and Julia are in cahoots throughout the film. Please, Brassel again. Brassel is. Lawrence Fishburne. Okay. Morpheus. Morpheus. <laughs> so Morpheus and Julia are in cahoots throughout the film. Julia, Julia being... Julia being the wife. Tom yeah. Cruise. Okay, yeah, yeah. Julia is actually uh, a rogue agent, right, of a, of a foreign government and Brassel has been turned, right? So they're in cahoots and she builds a relationship with Ethan Hunt because uh, she wants to compromise the IMF's missions. Uh, so this, okay. so so Brassel and Julia are both trying to get hold of the um, the rabbit's foot, yeah, for for various reasons. What and, is rabbit's foot though? Huh? What what was it? Well, said- hang on, I'll tell you. <laughs> <laughs> and um, so they stage this situation where Ethan Hunt has to go and find it, obviously, in order to in order to get rid of uh, help Julia or whatever to save her. Um, and they get it, but. Then Julia uh, is the one who obviously kills what's his name in the end to actually get hold of the rabbit's foot and then make sure that it gets to Brussels. She kills Morning Show. She kills Morning Show. Right. Okay. So my theory is that Julia is actually yeah. Brussels is evil. Brussels is evil, and Julia knows that. Julia is working with him. So basically, Ethan doesn't really do anything in the film. Basically, Ethan is a puppet for Julia and Brassel throughout the film. So, are right. you are you trying to pitch the new Mission Impossible films to somebody who's listening? To someone who's listening. What, what do you mean? Well, it sounds like you're trying to pitch some Serrano, Serrano Ham. 
<laughs> you're trying to pitch some more some more Mission Impossible films. He's saying this is such a credible I would that it could be yeah. Oh, a, this guy, a plot this guy for... sounds like he's pitching. Could right. be. Yeah, yeah. I'm pitching my I would, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. Let's so I, I think I think what's yeah, really I going on in the film is that Julia is the secret agent right, and yeah, manipulating yeah. Ethan well, to if, if do all knew, the dirty if work you knew get the... what you know now. Yeah, if you've seen the films, I mean, what the later ones? Well, yeah, the ones you, we've seen so far. Yeah, that kind of almost makes sense. She does. She's not a double agent. Where does she end up in the last one? Oh, I don't actually remember. Working that. for the UN. Does yeah. It? Oh, is in where? Yeah. Okay. Fine. She happens to be at the at the site that too that, coincidental that so. everything ha- kicks off at in the last Mission Impossible. Oh, maybe it's too uh, so, so There's like a UN site where she's helping people as a nurse, which happens also be the place where they need to defuse this bomb. Yeah, uh, so she ends up helping. Well, yeah, that was exactly so, my thought. Yeah, right. Okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> let's get through the next guy. <laughs> um, okay, interesting. Right. Yeah, I can. All right, where do we take it from there? Sparrow. But it's all, it's all downhill from that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that is. Okay. This way too I don't know. I don't know this time. This is a yeah. I'm gonna pump this one up. So this has even got a name. Oh god. It's called the uh, it's called the Deathly Hallows Infinity War Theory. Okay. <laughs> Plagiaristic. Yeah. Take, take some, take some we Harry, are sued. Take some, take some Harry Potter and right. The Deathly Hallows in, ha- in Harry Potter are basically three different items. When you put them together, I think it makes. I think like you, you get loads of strength and stuff, and it makes you evil. Um, Conquer death. So it's three different things, and basically, so this is this is a kind of wider thing than MI three. This is the JJ Abrams extended universe. Okay, nice. it all links to three. So in Mission Impossible three, there is the MacGuffin, which is the the rabbit's foot. In Rise of Skywalker, which is the third in that kind of in the new Star Wars, there is a MacGuffin, which I think is a um. It's finding the where, where to go to the islands, kind of Goonies thing where they go. To yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's one in that one. So that's three, and the, and, then, and then this is where we need to need to kind of chip in as a team here. But he will, he will. <laughs> what are you bringing the team out of He even though he hasn't done the third, he will do a third Star Trek. As in, it might it might not be the third in the sequence. It will be his third, um, and right. in, in that there will be a, the there'll be a third hand. MacGuffin, and then later he's going to make a. Um, <laughs> An Infinity War type film where it all everything kind of pieces together because some will get them and he'll get when, when someone gets all three of these MacGuffins they'll be, they get that whole Thanos thing. Um, <laughs> that is quite and funny. So this is so it's just a wider theory of that's what's gonna that's so what's gonna saying, happen. Are you saying that Star Wars and Star Trek? I will. I like that. You've done an Iwood on JJ. As it's all. A it's all linked because technically yeah. Star Wars is in a galaxy far, far away, so it's plausible. That yeah. is true. Technically, um, yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah, I like that. It's nice. just a J, it's an a, it's so you're saying J. there's J. basically Abrams. an unreleased JJ project that's going to well, somehow bring together. There's, there's bring two, together there's two more. There's Star Trek. There's a third Star there's Trek by him, more. and then there's the kind of infinite, quote Infinity War one yeah. where they, it brings them all together. Right. Okay. Right. Cross them over. The Gage Whitney theory from Sorkin. Okay. Yeah. Remember, like the, the law firm. It's, it's the law oh, firm. Yeah, the law yeah, firm and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Similar thing. Yeah. So that's that. Yeah, I like it. Everyone else is pretty quiet on this one. I can put it in my mind. So I, I, I feel like there's. Um, I'm wondering yeah, if could it, a, could it actually be, or am, am I just? What I quite like about the Iwood is it, it, there's a lot of promise in the future of where that goes. Yeah, it's an optimistic Iwood, and it's also an Iwood on JJ. And also, you sort of transcended MI3, which mm. which is quite a feat. Like really. if you're if you're a stock market MI3. right now, you would pump money into JJ. Yeah, yeah, yeah but, not, but not if you're smart. You mean? <laughs> <laughs> Backhanded compliment. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna go. 
Oh yeah. So okay. So mine, mine basically is that this film is is a rip off of The Matrix, and the fuck? here's a reason. <laughs> Obviously, you've got Morpheus yeah. who's cast in this, right? I mean, literally, he was Morpheus in The Matrix. <laughs> um, I kind of thought, why is Lawrence Fishburne in this role? It's a pretty small role. He's kind of got this like pivotal. Yeah, but he's got this kind of power position, right? And you kind of get the impression that he does believe in Ethan, but he's just pissed off at the whole thing. And as the film goes on, you sort of realise like Ethan's kind of he's kind of out of the game, doesn't really want to be part of it, and then he realises that actually he's gotta go back in, he's gotta like go back into the matrix, right? The matrix of of the action franchise, right? He he needs to go back into that. And uh and in there, he's surrounded by a bunch of suits. So Billy Cudrup, who ends up basically he's like the agent, right? He's the guy that ends up kind of actually being evil. Yeah, yeah. and does this whole kind of spiel ends up getting killed by Trini- Trinity. Trinity which happens in the Matrix right yes yeah. his wife kills Billy Codrop oh, when yeah. Trinity kills the I, agent I thought he said she's, she's named Trinity I was like the and then fuck when that he, I watch? and then when yeah, and also then you get like you know Simon Pegg who basically is like Tank from the Matrix yeah. he's like the guy in the chair True. and then when he comes back you get Morpheus being like okay actually you are the one kind of thing <laughs> <laughs> like, and here's like and like in the MI3's version of that is like here's a bunch of reparations of which you never see the figure but you assume it's a lot of money and also you see them that last okay that last shot of them walking out of, out of the building is yeah. the most disgusting thing I've ever seen okay well there's that <laughs> but also I'm not finished yet the fact that he the, the fact that um, Cruz is wearing these shades all the time yeah. Right, like at the funeral, he's wearing these like intense shades. They, they look like shades. yeah, but they look like those shades look like they look like neo, neo shades. shades. Yeah. And so, same, so I kind of, prop. I feel like there's a there's a sense that it's been copied. The yeah. kind of basic thing has been copied. It's almost so, like not an eye That's actually kind of that's, yeah, what, that's, what, that's what, often the best eye are the ones that are believable, right? <laughs> it yeah. sounds like you want um, uh, Mission Impossible films to be matrix films now. I think that this one kind of copied that. Well, like yeah. Other other iwads I did have that I never actually concluded were the rabbit foot is his wife. I wasn't sure where to take that. Nice, I like it. Cruz is Cruz is the villain. That's kind of a niche thing, that isn't it? Yeah, the, the Irish guy is the villain, which I think they could have been a credible iwad in. That did, he was the overall villain. Well, I think they, I think they could have been because the way someone was going to be like a trait like a tracer, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But it's true. But he Irish was guy. so inconsistent. And what happened between the third and the fourth? Was he in the fourth? I don't remember him there. No, I don't think so. Yeah, yeah. You're right. The Irish guy was a bit. Presumably he's not actually Irish. Uh, it's no, Reece, uh, Reece Evans. I think he is Irish. Oh, he is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Evans. yeah. Okay. yeah. Um, That's a big name. It's just like his accent kept floating around. Like there's one scene, like they made a big scene out of it. Like, oh, we can't have love interest because fucking love him. And then <laughs> the next thing is like he's American. I'm like, what is going on? <laughs> um, so it's very consistent. Um, yeah, his accent was interesting. I didn't recognize him. He's cool, that guy. Yeah, no, he's been in a few things. Yeah, yeah. Um, no. Yeah, Mr. Nice. He was pretty good in like a few like 2000 films. Like, is he is he Notting Hill? I'm like, you need Louis for that. No. Who am I getting? (laughs) Who am I thinking of that? (laughs) Who's in that? No. That's Reese Myers, Jonathan Reese Myers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, sorry. Uh, He is in. um, Oh, this is Reese Myers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, that's what I was going. No, we. I think we got a bit confused about who he actually. uh, Yeah, he is Irish. He's definitely Irish. Yeah, he is. Uh, but it's just his accent was so inconsistent like it just kept jumping from American to Irish I was like mm. I got I, there is oh my god there's an I oh, there's an Iwood here that Louis could have so done oh my god what's going on so okay hang on just before Ben Ash does his Iwood what ben was like it Beckham. what was it that you mentioned Ben like Beckham 
Yeah, I wondered about that. Reese Myers, who's he's, the Irish he's guy. He's the coach in Bender he's like in Becker. Like Becker. Yeah, that's what made him famous. He's also Henry VIII in the Tudors. <laughs> there, could oh, yeah, so, there could have so been an Iwood in him. How did you not nail that one? What the hell? I nailed it a different way, surely. Ooh. Ooh. All right, Dennis, you're up. Um, so, this is fragments of what came up before, but whatever. Anyways, I'm leaning into the We're mic. settling in for this one. Yeah. yeah. Please speak into the mic for this. <laughs> so, the Billy Crudup character, the guy that's in charge. Morning Show. Morning Show. Is that his name? It's not his name. Yeah, it's his name for the purpose right. of this so, podcast. So, Morning Show wanted to bankrupt IMF by flying the team all over the world, and then when he <laughs> had to grab his foot, Which and, then IMF, and then IMF had fallen broke, like bank. In, straight up into bankruptcy he, he would come out like as a hero with a rabbit's foot kind of like the penguin did in Batman Returns like from the sewers like so and IMF can't do shit because they're bankrupt they're looking to <laughs> retrain people <laughs> so <laughs> like yo I'm the new guy uh, Wait, what was his motive for bankrupt bankrupting them um, because that was the only way to really kill IMF because right. they would always go after the next mission <laughs> okay. not unless they had money okay, I've got two questions coming why out would they go? why would they go to Shanghai when they know, don't need to go to Shanghai I'm pretty sure like a, a US defense agency can afford a ticket to Shanghai I got I got a question about this Is it, it, did he blow half the budget on disposable cameras in that news agency yeah, at the start yeah, yeah. To, 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 to make sure that he picked one up and also because yeah. he needed air miles to cover it uh, what, but, okay so you're what, in this theory when Morpheus shows Cruz the you know this is for your reparations mm. really it's just like two grand or something it's not, it's not like <laughs> yeah. any reasonable sum of money that nothing, you get given nothing real substantial right yeah okay. and so <laughs> Billy Crudup wanted just went the bankrupt IMF <laughs> bankrupt the IMF and it works because it's a bank because there's a bank just for the IMF. Because why would he send out the team without knowing where to go? For? Be like, oh, he goes to China. You go to China's castle. <laughs> All right. All right, we get it. That's a pretty penny, man. Like, believe me. Oh, my God. Uh, All right. And also, right. they fly um, back on an expensive private jet. Yeah, that is funny. <laughs> Okay, I think Benas might have to get the point. Yeah, just, I think Benos, just for, yeah, yeah. for yeah. pure like that is funny. The pure cheek of it. In fact, Benas, you're on 0.5. I'm going to bump you up to two. Thanks, man. So what's the scorecard? Well, it depends. I, I, are there I, any I other? Forgot we keeping points. We're keeping points. Is there, are there any other points? Are we dealing out any other points? I think it should just be one point per per pod. Like to okay. the, to the I do sometimes do 0.5s if I want to show. You just did a 1.5 for Benas. Yeah, but well, that's because he was just on. Saying. Yeah, but I mean, the bankrupting the IMF is that one of the best awards we've ever had. You're going to bankrupt the uh, iPod points. Louis on three, you're on one, I'm on one, and Benas is on two. We can give out 0.5s as well. I'll bring you again next time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've got to bring it next time. <coughs> oh, okay. Got to bring World War Two again. God, that was funny. Yeah. <laughs> I, I swear there was a series of episodes where every iWord was like, it's let, me a metaphor. let me explain how this relates to World War Two. Like, like I was a, reading a book about World War Two at the time. <laughs> this is like a kid's rom-com. What the yeah. fuck? Wasn't Shrek World War Two? Yeah, Shrek, yeah, Shrek is World War Two. Yeah. I stand by it. You stand by the original animation as well? I stand by so, yeah. Well, the original, the original, original animation was in Stalingrad. <laughs> oh, we didn't what? even mention the marketing thing. Where oh, we yeah. off the air now. Did you see? Did you did you read about this on on Mission Impossible Three? No. That they the, the there was an agency or something or a marketing IMF. 
I mean, yeah, I'm sure there's an agency called IMF. I mean, they all have kind of weird acronyms. But there's one that says, to promote the film, Paramount rigged 4,500 randomly selected Los Angeles Times vending boxes with digital audio players, which would play the theme song when the door was opened. Right, so that was the campaign. The audio players did not always stay concealed. In many cases, they came loose and fell on the top stack of newspapers in plain view, with the result that they were widely mistaken for bombs. Police bomb... Police bomb squads detonated a number of the vending boxes. This is like marketing, like they, nightmare. They even temporarily shut down, a, vet- wrong, they shut down right. a veterans hospital in response to an apparent threat. You can just imagine the PR agents being like, oh, this great idea. Yeah. yeah. In a way, it's kind of is a great idea because in it actually way, it worked. What, it kind of worked incredibly well. Plays into yeah. the, uh, the whole IBF stuff. I told Louis about this and I could just I could just feel that Louis was like working out the kind of PR nightmare budget angle of this. <laughs> the consequences. Yes. You know yeah. how you know how he was saying like his first thing was he he kind of did an animation of Shrek. Yeah, he, it wasn't wasn't well, J.J. Abrams who wasn't Shrek him who wasn't him who designed Shrek is Life. You guys seen this? Yeah, Shrek is Love, Shrek is Life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was him. Oh, that would have been such a good iWord as well. Well, we won't go into it. On no, that's it. We did go into Gooks, it when Dylan Gooks, when Gooks. Dylan was here. Dylan's oh, really? a fan, yeah, Dylan's a fan of Shrek is Love, Shrek is Life. How the fuck does he love Shrek so, so much? Don't know. All right, I'm gonna have a fan. Well, we've been to Shanghai and back and bankrupted. We bankrupted the IMF. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Good times. feel like we've gone around the house with this a bit. We have. This was a great uh, airport watch for us. Yeah. Yeah. You want something nice and easy in the airport. That sums it up. It sounds like that. Yeah. I watched the Hammond on a Sunday uh, after work and... uh, that's why the story didn't make sense, man. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell's going on? I'm feeling like you potholes were in your head, not in the movie. <laughs> you're like, why are they in Shanghai? Because <laughs> you're four beers down. <laughs> I'm passed out. Oh my God, I can't follow. There's a path out. Bass wakes up half an hour and he's like, what is what's Shanghai about? What's the IMF? Why is this guy trying to bankrupt the IMF? <laughs> what the fuck is that, Cruz? What the hell? Uh, yeah, no. Um, uh, uh, after, um, I've seen one for Wall Street. I've seen this again. Mm. Well, on, on <laughs> <laughs> just throw that one in. Sell me this pen. <laughs> it's a good pen. It, uh... Anyway, <laughs> sell me this rabbit's foot. Sell me this rabbit's foot. Yeah. Um, all right. <laughs> we yeah. Great. It's a good rabbit's foot. You can you, you can, can exterminate you, people with you, it. You can get some good luck with it if you put it in your top pocket and pat <laughs> it five nobody times. Nobody knows what it is, but it, it's a good thing. <laughs> yeah, nah. <laughs> Sell me this pen. Um, all right. Okay. Well, it's goodbye from me. It's goodbye from Ben. <laughs> yeah, see you later. Bye from Lou. <laughs> see ya. Bye from Sparrow. See ya. All right. Squad out. Yeah. Team out. Yeah. <laughs> <Team out. laughs>